Or area agency on aging. Michelle Ferguson, AS, Loudoun County AS. Amy Nestor, APS. Emily Bremer Thomas, Adult Services Supervisor. Lucy Rippey, Adult Services and Care. Central and Development Lewis, Mike Wilkins, Catawba District. Deborah Williams, Instagram, Walter Bray. Nicole Falsetto, Jerry Evans, Sally Gill, Eastern Loudoun Hill Good morning, I'm Richard Payne. I'll call you. And public guest comments. We have any? Who are you? Uh, 
some sort of passive use of the sensory trail, but it's going to be awesome in terms of educational opportunities for youth, for adults, for families, uh, whether they're in a PRCS program or if it is just through just passive use of the trail. So without further ado, um, PRCS, and I'm going to be...
piers going out into the, the pond, all of those are also ABA compliant. So the major structures, the major construction that's already done, already in place, we don't have to worry about that. Which just leaves really, really simple um, enhancements to the park. So we're looking at multiple benches, we're looking at tactile stations, and I'm going to show you pictures of all of these. So you can get a visual of what it's going to look like. Uh, we want to update our site maps that are there to really uh, celebrate that we have this trail, looking at the addition of musical instruments along the way. And I proposed, which I, is now a little less proposed, a little bit more confirmed, an analomatic sundial. That is one of those where you stand in the sundial and you create, or you can sit too, or you can be in a wheelchair, you actually create the time of day based um, on a little thing that is an expansion to the concrete and it can tell you if it's April this is where you stand if it's June this is where you stand and your shadow tells you what time it is. Oh, that's amazing oh. that's pretty cool. Just to recap here I'm going to have a standard we're like inventing and pointing to things Spanish so here is what we're looking at for the trail. To orient anybody who hasn't been there or hasn't been there in a while, this is our nature center right here. Down below this white box is actually our lodge. So that's where a lot of uh, special events may happen. There may be business events, weddings, or mitzvahs, celebrations of life, any number of types of events there. So what we're looking at here is um, the Century Trail would start at the parking lot. There are ADA accessible bathrooms uh, right on the outside of the building. You can actually access those bathrooms from the inside or the outside of the building. Really, really cool. The outside, it does lock at a certain point in time. Um, so if you're going there at 8 o'clock, it may not. Um, but hopefully, people will have investigated that first. So as you're coming through here, there is the first pier here. Uh, and then where the Century Trail is officially going to start is up here. As soon as you cross a small bridge, we're going to have two seating areas on, the, on the either side of the um, first signage that's going to be there. So that will be, this is the sensory trail, really celebrating what it is, also telling people what it is and what they can experience along the way. You're coming down in these areas that are between the, um, the piers here, we're going to have, uh, we'll have tactile signage that is celebrating the natural flora and fauna of the area. So again, looking at native species, helping people understand that we're trying to sort through are we uh, wanting to talk about invasive species and points of those removals? Are we going to really focus on these are your woodland birds versus your pond birds, um, amphibians, foxes, skunks, all that kind of stuff. So really, really cool stuff. But everything is designed to be tactile in most instances. Also in these areas, we're looking at two musical instruments. And I'll, again, I'm going to show you pictures of these uh, so you can get a better visual of it. But those are spaced in such a way so that um, let's say a parent who has an autistic child wants to take them on this trail They work with adaptive rec, we're considering the placement of these to make sure that it's not too overstimulating in one area. Also, if somebody was going through who was sensitive to sound, um, that they wouldn't feel like they're passing through a sound barrier. So, a lot of things that we're considering as we're creating this. As we're coming down, these piers, of course, are accessible. Um, we're looking at interpretive signage at the top, benches also at the top for resting. Um, we haven't found them yet, but benches at the bottom that are going to be bolted in because I, having worked in Petra, can see plenty of benches in the ponds. <laughs> <laughs> I love our public, but I also <laughs> <laughs> um, So at the bottom of these 
where the railing is flat, it's actually at an ABA height. What we like to do is like an installment of um, solar resistant resin is what it is, but maybe um, it would be a uh, life-size version of the type of fish that you might find in here, or a frog versus a toad. Um, ways that people can learn about the natural flora fauna that are here in a tactile way. Um, for any of these stations that are interpretive, that are going to be uh, tactile, there will also be a braille component to it. Um, so again, really, really exciting. And then flipping over here, and I'm going to go, there will be more pictures. Um, on this side here, there's, uh, again, it's an out and back. At the, the out part, this is where we're looking at a sundial here. Um, you can see that there is a little bit of tree shadow that comes across the way. The staff are looking at this and right actually today or tomorrow, every hour we're checking it to make sure that it's in a full sub-location. But the plan here is that we would add a very um, flat sundial that you stand in to be the time of day. And it'll be, because it's flat, we can use it for Tai Chi, we can use it for morning yoga. If somebody if we wanted to do an astronomy program, we can have telescopes there. Um, although I'm not sure I want people walking around the pond at night, and we recommend that we do it in the parking lot, you know, those types of things. Um, so the visual parts to help everybody. These are the benches that we're really going to have flat seating here. They have a nice wide rail um, as well to make sure that anybody has any struggles getting up or down. They've got that support there. This is a very flat um, depiction, but I just want to point out, uh, we traditionally have used a 10 foot by 4 foot concrete pad underneath our benches. Because we have accessible seating here and wheelchairs have uh, actually grown in size, we, uh, in working with our adaptive rec team, we figured out we needed to increase the size of the pad. So what we're seeing here is where our anchor bench is. We also have a wheelchair space. There's technically four feet across, so somebody can independently go into that space, rotate around, not having to worry about where their feet are, if there's going to be obstructions there. If they have a caretaker, that caretaker can actually walk them back in, and then there's two feet here behind the bench um, that's concrete that they're going to be able to come through and sit back down with them. So really, really cool. This is a change from what we've done previously. Um, but it's exciting to see it before. I'm going to pause for a second. Any questions? <laughs> Could you go back one slide? Of course. How much of that is shaded? Um, so actually, yeah, so from here all the way to here mm -hmm. is full shade. Ah, okay. I mean, winter, there's no leaf cover. It's yeah. deciduous trees. Right. It's nice, though, because it warms up the space. Um, but all of this area here is shaded, which is really fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, and we did go with the recycled plastic benches, mm -hmm. um, which should be a little bit warmer yeah. in the winter. Because it's shaded, we don't need to worry about them heating up in the summer. Are they like the Trex? Maybe. Yeah. yeah, we have those. Yes, okay. Yeah. I come back to another slide again. How much of that is there right now? Just the building there and the parking lot? And uh, yeah, so the structures you're seeing, there's a little structure oh, there. Yeah. The trail is there, the piers are there, but none of these amenity enhancements are currently there. So that's what we're going to be moving forward with. Yeah, so that's all inspired by this amazing project. Yeah. Sally. <laughs> and her original great child. <laughs> um, so it's, it's really exciting. So that's the bench. 
Uh, here are some of the musical instruments. I believe we're going to have space for two. Uh, and so we're looking at the xylophone here. The really cool thing about this, at least for me, I read music a million years ago and not very well, right? I was like eight years old at the time. Um, these sheets are actually color coded to the xylophone. So if you know the happy birthday song, you can figure it out based on the colors. Wow. Really, really cool. Um, and then, of course, you've got this like per percussion style steely pan, but with your hands or a mallet type flower. This is a really cool piece. Again, just creating uh, fun sounds. So they are colorful to draw interest. Um, this is a century trail. It is a visual interest there. Uh, so that's the musical instrument. All of these will be right up against the trail. Um, they may come back a foot, but there's going to be a concrete pad there. So if somebody were in a wheelchair, they're able to go right up to it. Sort of like a steel drum. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so it's really, really cool. Um, here are examples from Europe, actually, about uh, tactile displays. So this is when I was talking about the resin that was maybe at the bottom of the piers on the pond. This mm -hmm. is a life-size owl. Mm. I'm not sure we would do an owl, but we may do like frogs, we may do fish, we may do um, salamanders, things that would be found in that pond naturally. Uh, so we're looking at uh, two or three because we do have three total piers that we can utilize for this. We're leaving the pier that's um, <clears throat> one pier here. Uh, we're leaving that for the wedding venues and the rentals and businesses. So we're going to overwhelm them with nature. So this is what we're thinking about right now. We're trying to find a design but it's something that we really hope that we can do. Um, I know I've started watching YouTube videos on how to 3D print things because now I know the filament that I or filament that I would need to 3D print this for it to last in the sun, like learning a lot. <laughs> um, up here you can see that these are on an angle. So if we um, anything that we're doing as interpretive signage along the trail that would be tactile, we're looking at these types of angled boards so that anybody in a wheelchair can reach um, and participate in this. So maybe it'll be a flipboard that talks about the uh, where turtles go in cold weather or how fish survive winter and fall. Those are those extreme temperatures. Um, but you know the you know, interactive type designs. Um, and you can see again, everything's very tactile because we want to encourage touch, which is really nice. I mean, this is an outdoor museum. Why not let people experience fully the, um, the signage? All of any kind of signage like this, any kind of even vertical signage, we do want to incorporate Braille into it. So for people with uh, visual. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so these, this is examples of an sun vials. One of these days we'll be able to say that word without stumbling over it. Um, we are currently trying to figure out what this looks like. Again, making sure that uh, we're in a full sun area. Right now, these are the styles that we are looking at. Originally, we were looking at something like this, but uh, interestingly enough, these have to, the head of these have to be due north. And to do that meant that this would actually obstruct the view of the pond. So, all right, we can adjust, right? So we're looking at these flat options, which is still really cool. Um, with this larger version, you can see here, we're like June, May, September, April. All of this is mathematically done. I've got Excel sheets now, thanks to the Northern Virginia Astronomy Club. Um, they're fantastic, they have a limit in a limit mm. society as well. Um, 
So we can we can actually do the math to figure out where these need to be installed. So regardless of the time of year, regardless of your height, you can go in any of these sections and see exactly what time it is on your shadow. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Who knew so that all that would Do you have to stand on a month? Yes, so based on the time of month, it changed. I'm not the scientist, like, so yeah, yeah. it's not my background. Uh, but based on the time of year it is, it changes the angle of the sun, which changes how your shadow falls, and that's how it changes your shadow here. So if you want the most accurate version, most of them are still fairly accurate. I think it's like 15 minutes or so. But like, why not? That's perfect. Um, <laughs> you would stand where it is based on the time of year. So if you're wheelchair bound, how does that work? You still create a shadow. Even if you can't stand there? No, because you would, um, so this will be completely flat, so there's no obstructions I for the space. Uh, and so they would be able to just take their wheelchair wherever it is to okay. that section and be able to, to be right above it. Mm, got it. Yeah, so that's how it is. Uh, we are now trying to decide how fancy we want to get. Mm -hmm. I'm pushing that because we have the Arts in the Parks type initiative that we look at some sort of mural type cool. where we yes. work with, mm. you know, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, but remember with money, right? Here's things. <laughs> so trying to figure it out, but like this is what I'm pushing for. It's like, because I can just imagine having this beautiful, colorful uh, mosaic on the ground. You think about photographers who want to come in and use the space, like if somebody's doing a, an event of our Quinceanera, and you think about the photographer going up onto a ladder yes. with their summer yes. shirt, um, <laughs> taking a picture, looking down at this beautiful mural that's underneath, and you know it's just again another way to engage with the park. So really, really excited about that. Um, that just sounds amazing. It does. It's is so here we are now like where are we in this whole process we've gone through our planning for the amenities uh we have identified budget it has technically been promised to me at the same time i've gone to the parks division we're looking at uh we're comparing our our budget use right now and comparing it to against what we might be able to use in the future. So it does look like we've got full funding available for the Holland Burning Hanson project. Um, because we amended the concrete underneath the benches, this is a very big difference from what we have done previously. 10 by 4 versus 12 by 6 is a big difference to us, but to like building and development, it is. So there's some red tape we do need to go through. And we want to do this right. We want to make sure that these amenities are on the map for uh, future generations of preservation, right? We want to make sure that they're considered for uh, preservation funding. So we're going to go through a site plan amendment. I know last time when I was here, I said we're going to try and do this without a site plan. We're going to look at things that we could get through as quickly as possible. But when you look at the amenities that we want to put in, the quality that we want to do, and to do it right, do it well, making sure that everything is ADA compliant, the site plan amendment really, really. So what does that mean? It is probably going to extend the full life cycle of the project. I think that there's ways that we as a group can come together, we can celebrate. Um, and then from there, it's really about getting a designer for the interpretive signage, which um, got meetings set up in the coming weeks, uh, and, and getting it all put together. So 
That is going to be our future
you have me on that site. It's amazing that you know, they're very creative. Yes, they are. I've had a lot of time. Yes. Um, and we actually just learned of two new scams, and they're very similar where the scammer targets an older adult who has memory impairment. And once they've connected with them on the phone, they send maintenance or delivery people to their home, and they say when you get there, call me and put them on the phone with me, go around to the back of the house and knock, and then they intimidate the person further on the phone. Um, so that was, we just found out about that. I think it was in the Virginia Beach area, but I'm sure it will make its way up here. So, let me ask a question about this. So, yeah, do they find the person first on the phone, yeah, they, or are they looking at Google Maps or something, or demographics and targeting areas that where older people live? I'm not sure. I think they're connecting with them possibly online or on the phone. And I know in some cases, the adult has tried to block the number first, and then this is a way to keep trying to connect with them and intimidate them and further the exploitation. Mm -hmm. So on the handout, the purple one, um, at the top, this is the definition of exploitation from the Code of Virginia. Um, so any allegation of exploitation that APS receives needs to meet this criteria for us to investigate. I won't read the whole definition to you, but it's very broad and it covers everything from those online scams and romance scams to uh, like a power of attorney or a family member taking advantage or misusing an adult fund, also charging, overcharging an adult for services or manipulating them, uh, promising lifelong care if they change their will to benefit the mm -hmm. perpetrator. All of those fall under exploitation. Mm. Let me I tell you, my name is Kim, for those who don't remember, and that's fine. Um, because I asked for this, and the, and the reason is, I'll tell you guys a story, if you don't mind. I have an uncle who's 92 years old, he lives in Florida. My aunt passed away seven years ago. My sister and I had been kind of returning at his estate forever. He had um, two incidents, one who fell, and he ended up in the hospital, and then he had a second one who called me who was having a stroke. I have another relative who lives down here who is his sister-in-law and they've been staying. Well, I con contacted her during COVID stuff to help her plan out things, and you know, because I couldn't do it. So just, you know, can we get him this ticket so he can get a shot? Can we... So um, during this whole thing, they, I'll tell you this because it's just fascinating. It makes the story longer, but it's fascinating. My sister and I go to his house when he's in rehab. We find $50,000 worth of gold in his house. He lives alone. $50,000 worth of gold just sitting in his closet chairs. So he tells my sister and I that he's got $30,000 in his safe in his house. And we can't get the safe open. He told me where the keys were. They weren't there. There were other keys there. Turns out the estranged people have taken the keys. I was able to get in the safe. Um, taking the keys. So that's fine. We've got that twisted hot box. It's all good. 
And then we have to go home. My sister goes back down to do some other stuff. We put everything in the safe deposit box. They put it, his name, blah, blah, blah. My other aunt and uncle have convinced him that we have stolen from him. I mean, we told him we put the money in the safe deposit box, and he was thrilled with that, crying and thanking us because he was so afraid about it. That his grandson was stealing from him. His grandson was getting everything in the will. We were getting nothing. So it has nothing to do with us. We didn't care. So fortunately, we were able to hire an attorney. And um, there was a, uh, he was determined to be incapacitated. And my aunt was changing his will. We were removed to power of attorney. That was done before this. And um, there's a guardian, court-appointed guardian, so okay. he's in good shape. There's, um, uh, she was taking out a session in the will. They went to a new lawyer. We were rewriting the will, and she was taking out the part with the will. You cannot change the will if he's turned to be incapacitated. So she knew. She knew. Anyway, we, run, we won the court case at the cost of $20,000 to my uncle. And if we had lost, it would have been on Argonne. And we would have paid it. So I think this is so important. People think about scams. It's much more than scams. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. And this is a very trusting situation. He knew, and he wouldn't even talk to me on the phone. That's how I knew something was going on. So I, I think that story is something we all need to keep in mind and just, it's real. And I would have never dreamed of that happening. So that's why I wanted to, what, what do you do if you think something happens? So can you tell us that? What steps do we take if we think a loved one or even a friend has been in this mm -hmm. situation? The first thing, if you, if you are able to, I mean, talk to the person, they'll let you, or if you live nearby, you can see, kind of try and feel out the situation, get more information if you're comfortable, um, and then contacting Adult Protective Services. Yeah, we did that, and, and it's really tough. I mean, they wouldn't take the case. This is in Florida. Right. Mm -hmm. but who really has stronger laws about exploitation, because it happens there all the time. I mean, they have a... A place you can go on the website to go straight to exploitation. But they wouldn't take the case. Did they say why? Um, because it, they, I mean, they took $5,000 at least from him. We haven't been able to get the safe deposit box yet, so it's possible they took that too. But um, there was no clear evidence. I mean, if they come over and say, Joe, we need money to fix our car, and he goes, here's $2,000, that's not exploitation. Right. Because he's agreed to it, yes, and he hasn't been deemed incapacitated yes. yet, and therefore it's no case because exactly. no law has been broken, and exactly. no one's taken advantage. Of. Exactly, yes, it's it's, and he was absolutely taken advantage. Of. Right, exactly. You can't, but you hadn't proven that before. No. So, in essence, on paper, he had not been taken advantage. Exactly. Right. Wow. Yeah, that precise piece, isn't it? It is. We just need. So you call APS and then I guess just get guidance from APS as to what to do? Yes, I, hopefully they would uh, conduct an investigation. And um, <coughs> usually all of our exploitation cases, we refer to law enforcement and we usually conduct a joint investigation if they accept it. Um, and then um, the, if exploitation is occurring, we could help the adult close accounts change power of attorney and if it was at that level we can help work for a guardian petition the court okay. so for a guardian or conservator and if it was like i said not a clear-cut case because it doesn't appear as though uh, they're being exploited 
you would get advice as to next steps to do? Like, do you have, I don't know, attorneys you could contact or? Yes, or we could refer you to elder law. Attorneys. Okay, yes, elder law is excellent. Yes. What percentage of cases that have you found are what she's describing? That's a good question. The other, what are the other, in terms of blank, what kind of cases do you want to get? Do you see a support? That's a good question. We don't have a way to track the difference in the types of exploitation cases that we get. So I have numbers on that we have. We did pull some numbers. Um, we had 35 substantiated uh, financial exploitation cases last year. And this year so far, we've had 17 substantiated financial exploitations. It's really sad when you think about families, you know, and trust. And, and I've seen, I've seen that a lot in practice um, with families, you know, in terms of mediation, in terms of family therapy. And I mean, it, it, trust, right? it can trust. It can also be caregivers, as I understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. People who come oh, in, yeah. because that's a very trusting relationship. Right. Exactly. So they will say, hey, how about you give me some money or how about you change your will and, you know, whatever. And it's very trusting. You see this. You see this in the media. You see this on TV. And, you know, they talk about these kinds of issues. <laughs> Scary. Hmm. Well, it's also very intimidating. I mean, natural caregiver. And, you know, like you, my granddad was in Florida. I was in charge of this caregiver. So you have this 98-year-old individual who has into caregivers coming in. But then after they get to know them, what question mm -hmm. is, I, I need to get my car fixed mm -hmm. to get here. I just, you know, love taking care of you. Yes. But I need my car fixed. Or they'll see something in the home, which is what happened to him. And they started saying, you know, my little girl would like this. They're probably not going to oh, use it yeah, anymore. And they, so they start, mm. yeah, they start cleaning them out. So you're right. Caregiving is, I think, a piece that we often mm -hmm. overlook. Mm -hmm. um, but it's certainly there. It's 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 certainly there, and then of course I know Emily will tell you more, but the romance stands. Oh yes, because they're so lonely. It's yeah. lonely, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, you're. It's just it can be a lonely life. I think that a lot of romance That's where it's it's an online scam where typically you're reaching out or you're making connections or they're making connections with you, um, and fostering this. Fake She had put her mother in um, like a care facility during the day. It was like a daycare facility. And so they have um, someone that takes care of them and, and they take them to like Walmart once a week or something. And so she used to give her mother a prepaid debit card and the card would be emptied out each time. And so she finally mm -hmm. said to her mother, I need to see 
the receipts of what you're purchasing. Well, it was the caregiver that was purchasing everything and the mother mm. was buying like one thing or something. So unfortunately, some people are just so dishonest. So I think I have two questions. The first one is, when you guys speak of incapacitated, what happens when, and I don't know how the process works, but when you go to meet with someone and they may have dementia, so like Thursday, they couldn't really remember nothing or not much, but then when you get there on Friday, their minds are sharp. How does that work? Because that day you went was a good day. <laughs> what happens when you leave and then on Saturday, it's not so great. What, mm -hmm. what do you do? So for APS, we conduct an investigation over 45 days. We get a lot of information at our first visit with the individual. Um, but then we're also contacting doctors and family and collaterals for more information and speaking with the individual again to get a full picture of their capacity. Uh, we aren't medical professionals, so we can't determine if someone's incapacitated, but if we're questioning it, then we would uh, schedule a medical provider to see the client maybe come to the home if they can't go to a doctor's office to have that evaluation. And then that evaluation would be what um, part of the petition that presents you the court to say that they can't make decisions for themselves. So then do you assign your own medical provider or do you have, like, do you work with their family to get them to take their loved one to a doctor? Both, if they have a doctor or a family member involved. But if it's someone, we've had cases where it's someone very isolated, they're on their own, they don't have a doctor, right? then um, we reach out to someone in the community that specializes in capacity evaluations. Okay. And the other thing, if I might add, because it did happen with my uncle, once he was fine, the next two times, thank goodness he wasn't. Uh, I mean, sad for him, but you know. Um, but the people that work with, with the cases that you were just talking about, you all are familiar with this. You know that they'll present well one day and not well the other day. So so they, they're very aware, and, they, and it's more than just us saying they look fine because they know what they're looking for, and the, and the looking fine to us may not look fine to them. Right. right. So that that's mm -hmm. where the court system really has knows what they're doing. I have, I'm, I have, as a professional, I have a duty to warn or any organization, because we just, you know, haven't been back here that long. Just, you, we call you guys, like, if I suspect something's going on, you're the office that I would call mm -hmm. here yeah. in Virginia. And we have our contact information on the back. Okay. Okay. When you make a report, you can call us uh, locally. Um, speak with Lucy, you can always call the hotline 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Okay. So I, I just wanted to ask no, please. about physical. Do you guys find that to be something that is, I don't even know, but that makes my heart hurt. But do you find a lot of physical abuse towards women? And here, I think older sex or physical abuse. But we do, we investigate mm -hmm. physical abuse, neglect, neglect of self, and financial exploitation. The, I do know that our most common allegation is self-neglect. Mm -hmm. There are physical abuse cases and sexual abuse cases. Mm -hmm. oh, That's nature self-neglect. Yeah. Self yeah. What's that? Sexual abuse. Yeah. 
you're with Loudoun County, obviously, but if someone says in Prince William with the same number, um, let's see if they're state. So the state hotline number is throughout the state of Virginia. Anybody can call that. That is the APS hotline number, 24 hours a day. Prince William does have their own um, local adult protective services unit so that can take calls while they're open. And is it confidential if I don't want to be Yes, you have a right to be anonymous. Your information will not be listed in the report. I know that I always thought uncomfortable. I mean, I've had to do it a bunch of times, but you know, the repercussions from the family, especially if you go out and it's deemed that the person is not in trouble, and, you take, and it's anonymous, but you know how you don't, under any circumstances, reveal the person that now, even if you are named in the report, you do not ever reveal your information, except very rarely the court can order us to in certain circumstances, which has not ever been the case that I'm aware of, but it's a possibility that even if a client requests their APS record, that information is redacted. And when you call, you can obviously get a name or someone that is, I guess, a default, correct? With the reporter? Uh, so you can uh, give us your information if you're comfortable with that, and our investigator could call you <clears throat> to ask some more questions to make sure they have all the information you wanted to give, and you would receive a letter at the close of the investigation letting you know that it was completed. We can't give a lot of updates because of uh, confidentiality. So um, when you're talking about the state, um, Um, adult, if they have capacity, they have a right to choose how they live. Um, so even if they're neglecting themselves, um, if they have capacity, then we respect their right to choose if they want to live in their home um, or move to a facility. We never just come and take someone away and put them in a nursing home unless they or their guardian consent. Um, but if it was a caregiver, we would be looking at putting a different caregiver or agency in place. What if the caregiver is family mm -hmm. or a spouse? You know, I think you're getting into a nitty-gritty right now. They have to investigate. 
to make it easier to detect, to determine, to stop. I know that there's been a change in fiduciary laws where if you're a fiduciary and you think that suddenly there's a lot of money coming out of the bank account, you have the obligation to stop. Um, does the bank say, no, we're not doing that anymore until we investigate? I know that that, but are there any laws that they're looking at changing to make this a better process for the person that's being taken advantage of? The biggest change in legislation that's going into effect in July is with uh, guardianship. There's a huge focus on guardianship and looking at those individuals that are incapacitated. Um, so one of the new laws is that anyone can request a review of a guardianship by the court to make sure it's still appropriate. And they're also going to be implementing periodic reviews for every guardianship case. Um, so that because some people become incapacitated at 18 and right. it's not always right, right. Long, and they're at a, in a situation where they could be taken advantage of by their guardian. And if it's a family member who's a guardian, they could become the exploiter eventually. That's a great, that's good. That's good. We're excited about that. We finally have a guardianship worker in Loudoun and a guardianship program. So we're oh, really increasing oh, the services. We received a new position. It's a guardianship position who will oversee all of our uh, cases of incapacitated adults in Virginia or in Loudoun. Um, so that we can better monitor and serve those clients. So there's a big focus and push on that across the state. What size you is your organization? You have a lot of functions going on. Here. We just grew. Yeah, we've been growing. Five we or six positions. positions in our unit. And there's about 550 incapacitated adults in Loudoun. So I have the last question, I promise. Um, how can we help and mostly let people know that these are things you should look for? Um, I guess it, when you see things reach sure. to us, um, talking, checking in on neighbors and people in the community that look like they could be isolated, you can always tell them about our resources or call us if there's something going on. Maybe it's not a report, but we have other resources like a adult services yeah. case managers, um, or we could refer you to legal so, services. So you can also go to our supervisors that we who appointed us, and they have to put out newsletters. Yeah. This is a reminder of different things. Yeah, because it's very different from scams, and I, I think I mean it's the same, but it, it's it's well, it's. I mean, the sheriff puts out things. All yeah, the, the scams and the sheriff. Yeah, like mm -hmm. yeah. I'd like to add a scam. The grandfather scam. Yeah. You know, I like that twice. I learned how to, I learned how to respond the second time. The third time. Grandpa, uh, I'm dead. I need help. Is it Anthony? Yeah, it's Anthony. That that was the mistake. So I learned the second time he called. I said, uh, Jacob. Yeah, I don't have a grandpa. My thing is just answer a little bit of a twist question. Not how we can help, but uh, what kind of outreach programs do you have? In other words, educating the general public about if you see something reported. 
so that's great because June the 15th is um, Elder Abuse Awareness Day. So in our building, in our office, we actually have an information table that we're going to have up from 8.30 to 3. If anybody in the community wants to stop by, um, it's every year June the 15th is Elder Abuse Awareness Day, and that's the day that we typically have all of that information regarding um, recognizing elder abuse and trying to put a stop to it. So that's our day of education. The air, local area agency on aging also has a lot of resources regarding um, you know, keeping elders safe and recognizing those signs of abuse. Do you go to like health fairs or anything like that? We have to. Um, and uh, we'll also be at one of the senior centers on the 15th. Um, a lot of our outreach was paused during COVID for a few years, um, but we are getting back into that. We do a lot of outreach with mental health for the nursing homes and different mandated reporters in the community. And if there's ever an event that you know that you'd like us to come to, we're always happy to do outreach. Sure. Well, my heart breaks for the work you do, but thank you so much yes. for doing it. Where is your office? Yeah, we have an office at the Shenandoah building in Leesburg. Okay. And, and uh, that's, that's the Park. office where you have the, the open house. Uh, uh, well, we also have an office on Ridgetop Circle and Stern Ooh. that will have a table as well. Oh, that's great. What is the address of Ridgetop Circle? Yeah. Uh, hang on. <laughs> I think I cheated in. It's very long. It's just, I think I have it in my contacts. Mm -hmm. Leesburg. Table and it will have um, the information for all of the types of abuse in the class, not just by transportation, just for those other parts. Are you going to have snacks? <laughs> That's very important <laughs> for this group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> brown. Yeah. And the yeah. snacks. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you all. 
sign-in sheet. I'm not oh, sure oh, where sure. it's at. Uh, anyone that hasn't so far. Okay. Thank you. So Laurel still send it out until she gets yeah, her replacement. Christy. Okay. Okay. So Christy will send that to me so I can forward it like I have been. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Laura said she was still doing it, but that was so, last this month. So something recently that I found interesting also, if you have a parent that changes states, mm. the attorney said that their will has to be changed in the state that they're mm. living in. Yeah. I always thought a will is a will. No, because it has to go under whatever their their family was. Right. You know, which yeah. can be different. I mean, it's just so different. It is. It shouldn't be so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for letting me in and welcoming back here. Okay. Uh, next item is June 13th. Thank you, Rochelle. Reading and so yeah, going, I thought that this happened years ago. I know, isn't it? It's like, it is crazy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, have a great day. Who seconded? Okay. All opposed? Minutes are approved as written. Thank you. And uh, see, uh, that's me, COA chairman. <laughs> 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 
Oh, here they are. Okay. Yeah, all right. Um, I'll start out with the question that uh, Richard was asking. We had the, uh, Mike and I both attended the State of the County uh, presentation by Chair Randall. It was, a, I think, it was really well done. Uh, he recognized a lot of uh, volunteer organizations, especially the EMC people that have done a great job in the county. Uh, the young people there uh, recognized their achievements, which, as a substitute teacher, I have to say, I, 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 think, I think we neglect them. Uh, we we uh, focus on the, the bad ones. And the, the but uh, by and large, we've got a great bunch of kids here. She, uh, she recognized them. That's nice. Um, he also talked about uh, housing in a general way, about what the plans were for housing coming up. And as Mike noticed, uh, or we talked about before the meeting, it, it all has to do with the zoning, you know, how things are zoned. And then there's this uh, by right uh, laws in Virginia, by right uh, building. I mean, they have, they have things that so. I don't know. There are a lot of things impacted, but you did mention that. Mike, do you think we need more? Mike, be interested in the future. I guess that there are overall, you know, the counties that seem really good. Yeah, budget wise, financial, yeah. good place to live. Right. right. So it was very good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Interesting. Observation is that uh, our supervisor has made it a point of addressing in her newsletter the data centers and the need for Dominion uh, Energy to build new power lines to support these data centers. There has to be more generation capacity because they built the data centers and they didn't consider how much power they would be using in water. Mm -hmm. and, and uh, there's uh, communities that are being impacted. You, know, you buy a house and you see it, you have a, a big backyard of trees, and now it's a big data center. Uh, noise accompanying that. So there are a lot of issues, and I hope that each of you individually is not impacted by a data center, but uh, they are a tremendous source of income, and uh, the amount of income. It's not absorbed by an increase in our county need to provide infrastructure. So, not very many employees, not very many kids. No need to build more schools. There's no, not a great amount of traffic associated with it. It's not like Walmart or something like that. You've got 10 people who work around the clock, and that's a huge data set. So, uh, our supervisor is. Uh, focusing on power lines that would go through the Algonquin district along with seven. Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, it is making sure the board of supervisors evaluates all of those proposals. Yeah, it's a both, yeah, the impact on the And so, uh, Christine and I have said, now what happens? 
you, you, you don't depend just on soy sauce to cook. One time I asked one of my Asian friends, I wanted to make a sauce for a, like a chicken cabbage salad. And she told me, get soy sauce, get fish sauce, and another kind of sauce. So I went in and I'm thinking, okay, that's what I'm going to get. And then I look and I'm like, oh my God, there's like 25 different kinds. Yeah. So like, how do you know which one? Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm getting hungry. Okay, uh, so that was a nice event, Bill. Uh, and then the Senior Center event in May. That was nice. Chime, Chime group. Chime in. Me too. Yeah, it was great. I think It's Trisha. Trisha's turn.
are passing them along to the board to review and we'll hear back. Hopefully they'll just get approved and we'll bring them on back. Um, not too many changes were made. The big thing this year was putting them in the new template. template that is a countywide um, required template. Right. So we're waiting to hear, um, hear how that goes and you should know that probably in the next week or two. Um, Oh, Kim, that's what I was going to follow up on. You asked about um, the website. Craig, who had come in and done a presentation here, um, is working on that with his team. So they're making progress, but they are also um, have 8 million other projects with Parks and Rec, so that'll take a bit of time. But he's going to keep us updated as he goes. And I don't know if you had anything you wanted yeah, to add. Yeah, I'm going to share my comments. Okay, so we'll, show we'll wait for that portion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had um, DARS, which is the Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services, came in and did their audit, which is pretty much a three, three to four year audit every couple of years on all of the AAA programs. And that was last week. Deborah and I and our teams spent several weeks and many hours preparing information, gathering documents, submitting to the state. And they came in and met with us last week, and we thought that it went pretty well. They were um, nice to work with, friendly with us, and uh, gave us some input. And we think we did a great job. So we were glad to have that done with because it was a very big undertaking. So, yes, yeah, yeah, so huge. Happy with that. And then finally, I just have two two little flyers to share with you. Um, this is more of just an information. We do a program that used to be called Fan Care, and it's now called Senior Pool Care. And it's a partnership with Dominion Power that provides um, fans and air conditioners to people that are income eligible. And it, it really helps with people that can't afford to even purchase fans, let alone an air conditioner. Um, so it runs for a couple of months out of the year, every year, and we um, do the ordering of the fans, get them to the, or air conditioners to the people, and um, it's, a, it's a nice little program that does help out quite a few people. And then lastly, it's just another flyer, I can't remember if I actually emailed this out, I probably did, but you can see it's some really um, great new programs that we have coming up. The fan program is easy. Give them a fan, plug it in the wall. But a window air conditioner, do you have some qualification? Um, it's or? not. It's typically a small, sometimes a freestanding one. Yeah. Um, and we are we do not install no. them, so we have to work with the people to um, anybody. Invited. I can see Mary Lou on a ladder now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we used to do a lot more of that and carrying the things, and I thought, all right, this is this is a little too much. So, so we try to find portable um, things, and often they'll have a family member that can come pick it up and get it. Yeah, so that's that's something we work with the clients on. So they can have help them transport it from you know wherever it happens. Where do you keep them? Because I remember in the old building, uh, yeah. moving them around from underneath right. the elevator. We don't. We, yeah, we don't now. You're absolutely right. We used to store them under our desks. Yeah, exactly. all over, you know, but we have such limited storage now with, you know, with so many, and you can see as you walk through here, there's so many things in the hallway. Um, we've since started to order as we go. 
So when someone needs it, the air conditioners are not a big ticket item um, because that's, you know, typically people want fans more than the air conditioners, um, the people that are requesting them. So we will, Liz, Liz Snelling coordinates this program um, and she will order them as the need comes in. Or if there's a sale and we have a little bit of storage area, she'll order a couple ahead. But we kind of changed our way of doing it due to storage um, and don't pre-order anything before we know there's a need. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're on that website or not, but they're, um, they may be. I don't know if we've posted them on the website. I haven't looked. So we can bring it. It's like the property level schedule. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I hate to add uh, one session. I will be out of town for our July meeting, so and that in advance, and we're not having a meeting at all. All right. And um, I just wanted to say um, my observations from the, the, the Nolo Senior Center. I'm so happy that that's there because it's providing so much uh, activity and socialization to the people. And the membership has gone astronomical. It's over 550 now people that are um, not all there at the same time, but that have joined. But, you know, I spoke to a lot of the people that were there, and they're all there for, you know, the, anything from a safe environment in the daytime to cool environment to being able to do activities with each other. They, they really look forward to seeing each other. The socializing is so important. And the other thing that I thought was just so wonderful is... You know, I, I, I go around and sit at the tables and I'll ask them, oh, like, where is so-and-so? And they know because when they don't see them, they contact them. Mm -hmm. And they'll say to me, oh, they, they don't feel well today, but we checked on them. Or, you know, so they take care of each other, which is wonderful. And, of course, the staff over there, I just find them just amazing. They work with the people so well. and. It's really a wonderful place, and I, I think that the more senior centers we have, the better for our community, because it really serves a great purpose. Yeah, uh, uh, we were there when the Dulles, uh, I mean, ribbon cutting. When, when, uh, ribbon cutting, the opening yeah. of that senior center, yeah. and uh, I'll make the same observations about the Ashburn Senior Center. I go there on a weekly basis, and uh, the number of people there is just... Yeah. Overwhelming, uh, and the programs that they offer, uh, and I'm becoming a ukulele virtual. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 I haven't been able to do any of the activities, but I'd like to go in and and you know socialize. Yeah. With them. So, um, you know, just to make sure you know if they have any questions or anything. But uh, it's it's been really lovely to see how happy they are there. It's very diverse. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I'll ask them to, like, I'll take one person and ask them to tell the table where they're from and 
what language they speak, and, and just try to teach them something a little different to get used to each other. Um, but in general, I do see that they try to sit with their own communities. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But I, in the game playing room, um, when it's game on, they're mixed. Mm. <laughs> the competition mixes them. So, yeah, it's great.
it gives you more. Yes. Uh, so I don't know if you're still, you still have input, but on this one, you don't know. Mm -hmm. So that might help. Right. Thanks. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tricia, can you, you know, bring up the crane? You want me to? I'm Did you say what we were talking about? Would you like to say it again? Yeah. Okay. It's okay. I can, I can do it. I'll send it. I'll, I'll no, so see this one, as you roll over, uh, it actually gets a description of what's under there mm -hmm. so that That's you don't nice. have to go there and see what it yeah. is and then come back. Whereas this one, you get up and you have to actually go there. Yeah. <clears throat> so you might ask them about rollover. You know, first yeah. the rollover to, uh, to see. Fantastic. That's great. The Broward yeah. County, that's Florida. So, yes. Yes, well, I I, know. I, that's I, wonderful. Because I, I was looking for them and I went, we try Florida. Yeah, <laughs> that's oh, really that good. Is, that's exactly what we need. Yeah, that's great. Spot on. So, what attracted you to Florida besides the fact <laughs> that, that uh, half of the county, half of the state? That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a state you want to drive now. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's where we're going with that. Thank, Thank you. you. Great. Wow. Okay. So I had an opportunity, um, made a nice day out of going over to the Crystalville. Um, I had a great time. I went to the to the senior center there, and um, it was amazing. I've never seen anything like this before. It's in a, it's in a school, mm -hmm. uh, old school, and you walk in there and you feel so different than. Even though I love all the other senior centers, it's so so different when you walk into that place. <laughs> Just there's something about the way it's laid out. And I met, I had a meeting with the manager there, uh, Bonnie, and we had a great discussion, she and her assistant, and took me out of the floor. Um, they, um, it's very homey, very homey, and everybody knows everybody, and mm -hmm. probably sounds a lot like what you guys were talking about, but just a different feel. It's hard to explain, the different feel when you walk in, it's not sterile, it's not, um, it's not, you know, a regular, you know, building with some of the newer places, you know, it's just, it's a different feel and I loved it and Bonnie's great. She's been there forever and um, she, um, she's really proud of what, what she's doing over there. They love her and the staff is just so amazing. Um, I wanted to go over to, I found out that there's aging services, if I'm trying to correct what her spill lease leisure time stuff over at the community center there and um yeah, so it's a it's it's like the Sterling Community Center right? they have one and they do have aging programs so I may take a look at that and it's not as far you know I'm thinking oh my god it's that more movies but it's really half hour drive and um and it's and it's really cool beautiful place up there so um I also wanted to say that <clears throat> none of bring this up new business or what, but um, I'll do it anyway. You can tell me that. Um, down the, down the uh, around the, the corner here, uh, I met this lady. My husband went and I are involved in performance. Um, and they had a speaker, and I've had a chance to speak with her. And I was wondering if you guys would be interested, be useful for us to have. She, her name is actually from the food bank. You're familiar with that around the corner here. Um, if you would like to have her come speak, if you would like her to come and speak to us, is that something you would like or not? I think it's a great idea. Does it provide services to the needs? Oh, yeah, and they're expanding. They're like unbelievable. That's, that's, yeah. that's the goal. Okay. Of the and they're just like right here. They might mm -hmm. give us a tour. You know, 
So anyway, that's a yes. So I could she thank you, sorry about that. I think that's Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll see when she can do it. Um, the other thing is, I, uh, I, there's a life transitions empowerment group going on um, weekly on Saturdays at the Cascade Senior Center. Um, talk about all sorts of issues, uh, dating, sex, financial, <laughs> health, um, anything. What's it like to be not, you know, to be retired, that empty void, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I'm reading it. So it's really a good group. <laughs> no, but it's it's really, no, it's, I'm reading it because I think, you know. Don't laugh. We just started, we just started, and getting some good feedback, and people are coming. It's on Saturday mornings at once a month. I think it's, oh, I just had it. So what was this past Saturday? Second or third? So the second Saturday of the month, we're taking a hiatus for July and August. We'll be back in September. Um, and it's from 10.30 in the morning until quarter of 12. And where is it in front? Have kids seen it. Okay. Life Transitions Empowerment Group. Uh, and there, people are coming from other places, too. Celebration for Health Month. So I've done it already a couple times. And, um, and people come from the advocates, case. Yeah, it's going to be, um, well, not Labor Day, but all this um, Friday. I can't remember. I'll be getting the information, but it's going to be September and then one week in October to wrap up. Um, what is that program? It's a help, it's a series of um, discussion group. On, um, and it's real audience participation on uh, leisure time activities, goal setting, um, addiction, um, relationships, those kinds of things. Um, each week, of the day. it's in the, we just put it in, look for it, it'll be in that catalog that comes out for Parks and Recreation. Mm -hmm. It'll be in there. The activity guide. Yeah, the okay. activities. So then those are paid activities, right? Mm -hmm. All the free activities. Yeah, they're. With your membership. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 If you don't have membership, you cannot attend. Well, actually, I don't know how that works. Debbie would. I mean, can. You can, you can buy. Can you go in there? And you, how do you do sure. If you're not a senior, can you go? I mean, it's only for seniors, right? And, uh, I don't know. People have asked that. Well, can anybody in the community go? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, what are you going to show now? I don't know. But but any center, if you belong to the one center, you belong to all of them. And so we've had people from Manassas and drive all the way for it. Um, so um, yeah, so it's it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, we are. Um, I don't know. They've got some stuff going on at Cascades now. They're trying to change the least. On the advisory board, there we're trying to get some different like, different activities going on than they had before. So, um, kind of throwing around an idea of health fair. Health fair. Yeah. The problem is you get a lot of people that want to sell their wares. 
people to reach mm. out. We're trying to get practitioners, you know, people that are actually doing mm. things. But, but anyway. Okay. Yeah. That actually, if there is a health care um, going to happen soon, that might be perfect timing for APS and some other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To, a lot of to get invited rather than people selling their wares. Yeah. I'm going to bring that up because I mean, we have an advisory meeting on Thursday and then talk to the group about about that. So I guess tap into all the resources we have. People yeah. that are coming to talk to us here and everything. So that's a good idea. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. Okay. So are all, all the commissioners paid members of the senior centers? I'm working on that. It's going to be thirty seniors. You should join your seniors. Yeah, that's true. It's only thirty seniors. Next meeting, I'm okay. And if you join, sorry, are you? My husband. I'm being grandfathered. And if you join, you get a discount on your. Oh yeah, rec center. Yeah, I mean, I'm over fifty-five. I'm not going to. I'm over fifty-five, but I'm not. That can be That's that is considered. But they do have a good discount. Yeah, if you wanted to join the rec center, then there's a good discount if you're a member of the senior center. And it's a good idea, considering we are representing different districts, to actually do that because you get that hands on and you get a different feel for what's going on. Okay. I promise that's I have a question for Terry. Mm -hmm. And actually, there are things that are on the, the county website. From mm -hmm. the calendar. But some of these dates that people bring up, like where they're going to be, are you capturing those in the in the minutes? So, in other words, I really I have a question. So, whenever someone says this, should we like send an email to you for distribution that says we talked about this date and then we mm -hmm. distribute? Because I'm not writing down, but where do we find it if, unless they're in the minutes? They're in the minutes. I mean, I'd list anything that we well, discuss here in the minutes, so and it's posted on the county website. So we Yes. Okay, so if it's next week or two weeks from now, we won't see it. No, I don't. Can we send things to each other? I'd have to get it approved. I'd have to get it approved. That Nancy McCormick has to approve everything that goes on the website in the county. I'd have to put on Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, just send it to me. Yes. Just send it to me and then I'll. Newsletters from the senior centers. I know I still get. Yeah, if you're a member, yeah, we were supposed to set that up. What? I've been still getting them for maybe three. Oh, I only get them for one. I only get them for one. Well, I guess I mine and ask for So I'm wondering, would it be possible to make the round again to ask the senior center managers to put the commission on aging back on their mailing list if they drop for some reason? And we also have two new three new commissioners that probably oh, email is yeah, yeah because they, they have a mailing list they send that out to everybody is that correct right yeah so with that may we ask you to take that as an action item that would be awesome okay so that'll get us all on all the senior center uh newsletters that come out and i think they're is it once a month or Okay, I'm sorry. That's not. I get the same thing. Leesburg and then the Yeah, well, I I think I I was getting three, and but then here recently it's kind of dropped off. So maybe just a reminder. 
Are we getting, isn't the new, there's a new website or a new page coming out. I heard that all the senior center activities are going to be in, it's, I think, because you split up, right? Am I hearing right? Split up, so it's going to be easier to follow. I don't know, when is that coming out? I have no idea, um, um, but we're in the process of working on it now. Yeah, in the next um, uh, couple of months. Oh, that's simple. Yeah. It's a, it's it's going to show everything. Every, for every right. yeah. You don't have to go to each center to see things. Yeah. I agree. Okay, so then I have actually two things to talk about. One of them is kind of just a, a question of what you guys like, and then the second, uh, after we finish the, this, I'd like to come back to new business because okay. it's a totally different. Um, so, um, I've been attending most of the in-band meetings. I know uh, Rich did that a lot. Um, and every, like, two or three days, I get something new from in-band that is an announcement about a, a presentation, that, you know, almost always online. Some of them are really interesting. It usually has to do with aging or all the things that we talk about every day. I haven't been doing anything with them. Would you like me to send them to Terry for distribution in case you'd like to? And, and they're open to anybody. It's not like you have to be in that. They send it. I, I get this newsletter. I get the email from the email. Then, well, Terry Lynch. Terry Lynch. Terry Lynch. Terry Lynch. Maybe I like guess if it. you get it and everybody else doesn't, then. You know what that means? No, no, no. Maybe. So no, 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 you pull it Oh, that was it. Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe it's better to just have. Um, so maybe it's just better to uh, put the ones consent to just add each. Maybe they're not. I mean, I don't think that would be too much. Because then we tried that one time to get the invent as uh, people to the scale. I finally got on it. Yeah, but it, it, it takes a lot of effort, and it almost takes your participation in one of the in-band meetings to yeah. establish yeah. your interest. And then uh, they'll also switch on. Oh, yeah. I just said, well, I didn't attend the last three, I should say, or maybe it was I was pretty lucid. Terry Lynch, yeah. 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 she's very Oh, okay. But I, of course, we need to have Right. So I, I'll do whatever you guys like or whoever's getting these. Uh, again, so, and I'm not talking about necessarily in band news itself. She just forwards things that are. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I've attended several of them, and they almost all have to do with some, you know, something related to aging or yeah. Yeah. whatever. So you well, or I thought I was going to get Terry, but now um, maybe we could do something again with Terry Lynch. Uh, yeah, and, and so find out who is getting that that on uh, distribution is now, so we know who that. You get it. I got it. You get it. Okay. Yeah. And you're getting it. Is that correct? As of last week. And you're getting it. Is that correct? Mike, are you getting? Yes. You're getting. Yeah, the I'm getting. Because I'm wondering, you told me. Are you getting the Terry Lynch? Are you getting Terry Lynch? I asked to be taken off because I got overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is overwhelmed, and that's why I was asking the question. Yeah, no, I, I would choose not to. Well, you know, I. You know, I know something. <laughs> there, there are many things. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than uh, remove yourself from distribution, just delete. 
without reading, which I find Nope, myself. I've got too many of those. Oh, nope. is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we supposed to go to the meeting? Is that part of our... No, it's job? not. No, it's, it's, it's no. good that the, that, uh, the Commission on Aging have a representative at this meeting. Oh, yeah. okay. And Tricia normally is next. Oh, okay. Yeah.
that was in loud now. So it's nice. And it's so nice to be a part of something that gives back. So I just, I love that. A lot of good things happen. It is. It is. And then you see what other people are doing and how you can help. Also last month, I hosted a sale workout event for Mother's Day at the Ashburn Senior Center, which was a huge success. It sold out, which was really nice. And we just rocked out and had a great time. And everyone, all the mothers brought their children and their grandchildren, and, and it was really, it was really nice. It was great to see all the energy of the children. And what was even better, my kids went, was that um, a lot of the told me that when they got home, either their kids, the grandkids fell asleep in the car on the way home, <laughs> or at the dinner table after, my son fell asleep in the car on the way home when he was 13. Um, but to warm up. So it was nice to hear a lot of the, the parent, the children saying, you know, I didn't realize my mom was doing all of this, and it was great, and so it felt good. So that was nice. And I do teach twice a week at the Ashburn Senior Center. So today, which is long drills like this, I teach on Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, and I don't take it easy. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's um, a uh, fall prevention. Fall prevention. Thank you. Okay. Fall prevention course. So it's like twenty five minutes of cardio in the beginning, and then the last part of the class, an hour class, is um, strength and balance. So, so that's Tuesdays? Fridays. Tuesdays at 1, Fridays at 10. It does. It's $25 for 12 weeks. I believe it's 12 weeks. So, yeah. And most of the time, the Ashford Senior Center has a weight room. So, yeah, so yeah. it's like 50, about 50 people on the wait list. Why it's a very popular um, class, and it's doing really well. Yeah, I think it's um, a cascade. Do they? Do they have any cascade? Yeah, they have in a cascade, but it's my understanding that they only allow 10 people in the class. Oh. And I don't know, like, at Ashburn, it's every day, um, and it could be more than once a day. I don't know. How many of them so usually on Tuesdays it's about 16, but on Fridays it could be about 28 to 25. Wow. Friday is my big day. Mm. So. Um, and I teach the intermediate class, which makes me move faster. We do more weights, more squats. And I will tell you that I'm really proud because I noticed body muscle change. And they're noticing the body muscle change as well. What age group? So, I mean, once in a while, someone will throw out their age. So, what do you, what do you, I mean, do you think it's young 55 or whatever? I mean, then, or do you think I it's, think it's somewhere between 60. I know someone told me last week she's 77. So, wow. somewhere in between that. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, do you consider 77 old? Careful. No, they're yes. The seventies are young. I don't know that I'm answering. On to my next one. Um, and um, 
you know, I do a lot of volunteer work at the Ashburn Senior Center. It's nice to see that we have people here that are representing the Senior Center. Um, and I will say that last week we did have our market day, and it seems like we're doing a lot better with um, fundraising at the Ashburn Senior Center. I believe we raised like close to nine hundred, no, close to a thousand dollars in just one market day. So that was that was huge for us. So. Um, what is the function? So you sell stuff. We sell. What People bring in, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. kind of like a bigger slot, meet, yeah. Um, so people bring in their items, we sell them. We kind of do the give us a price, and we're okay with that, um, depending on what. We would be for the Apologize. I asked first, but everybody on the list 
but if you don't want to be on this, I'll list, just continue talking. Well, I mean, just let uh, let you know if that's okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is um, something that I'm going to uh, ask for their help on. So I actually got a, an email from uh, Inban that was that forwarded those three documents that I sent everybody. Um, to the state. Yeah, okay. and I won't ask if you read them or not, but uh, no, but but they actually were very good and only provided kind of this, you know, it was kind of like reaching through a hole and trying to de decide what an elephant feels like and <laughs> describing elephant because it, it's not the whole story. Um, and as I dig into this, it, it's it, this is a huge project if we decided to take it on. So just a little bit about it though. Um, so it's volunteer driven, neighbor helping neighbor. I'm gonna read these slides and I apologize for that. Cost effective, it's helping older adults stay in their homes and their communities, intergenerational models that's helping all ages thrive. So everything that I've been reading about it is all the stuff that we talked about. Isolation, or you know, for trying to prevent it. Also the thing we were talking about this morning with uh, uh, you know, financial, taking advantage of other people and stuff. It's all part of that as well. Um, so this end-to-end -end is neighbor-to-neighbor, -neighbor, what they call it, and if you read about it, um, that the, the whole program is based on neighbors helping neighbors. Um, so as you can see, it's a volunteer groups, support and access, it's part of the neighborhood association or other community groups, which is completely independent. Uh, some have fees, some don't, uh, and there's all kinds of uh, things that they might do. They might uh, just be one that's just for uh, driving people to doctor's appointments or something like that. So it really can be defined within the community that you want. Um, and then uh, the reason that it's, it's important is because there's this a bigger push and that the document, the uh, PDL that was one of those documents, actually was a study on triple A's working with the village. So it's two separate entities, uh, but because they offer overlapping services like AAA can set up uh, people to have transportation or uh, mm -hmm. or other things. So that, that there is some overlap. Um, but it seems to me that we certainly don't want to do this if, if we decide to launch something like this. If we, we definitely want AAA involved, right? And even stretch that in that, uh, that big document that I sent you. The, um, so let's move on. So in Fairfax, I believe there's 16 or so of these in the, in the state. Fairfax has seven of them. Just thought I, I would just throw this map up. And there is a website with these. Uh, I'm sorry, this is their email site. Uh, there is a website that also covers this. Um, you know, what they do and that sort of thing gives each one listed. To save time, I'm not going to go through all of that. But this just to let you know what they are. Uh, and I'd never even heard of it before until I saw this uh, this letter. So what I've done uh, since I found out about it, and I'm just calling this next step, is I the, I sent the documents to you guys to read. Uh, there is also, and I'll send you or ask Terry to distribute this okay, to you as well. But this is the uh, Fairfax uh, website, and it talks a lot about the goals and, and what they're trying to do in coordination. Uh, at this website. And then this lady named uh, Susan 
Delman. I love that name, Season. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, Season Delman, I actually finally found a contact, uh, and it's her. And we have a team's conversation, and I say we, it's actually Tricia and Leslie and myself on Wednesday, so tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock, um, to uh, talk about it. I guess I just wanted her to tell us what, what the, the, the experience is. I mean, we can read all the stuff, but we'd like to know it really take to get started, you know, what, what, what your experience in getting started, uh, you know, and, and then maybe with the goal of coming and talking to us on a future meeting here, right? Um, I think that that would be a great idea. Right. And so, and then I'm going to ask if there's anyone else who would like to join this call tomorrow. If you have an hour in the morning, uh, you can, if you don't want to announce it, you can send me an email, whatever. But I can't, uh, but I'd love to. What time? Nine o'clock in the morning. I think it's a fascinating. I'll send you the invitation. So, Mike, you know who, who um, tried to do this? I think it's to the Carver Center first of all, Kathleen Winters. Okay. And oh, what? There, there, what? Kathleen Winters, who used to be police, the first of all, tried to start this, and then COVID happened. Uh -huh. So they uh -huh. did it. So, and I, I thought she said it was through the Carver Center. I don't know which, but they continue to meet. So there might be some information okay. there. Um, and I, I've written to Kathleen to ask her um, some stuff about it because she was really big on this. As a matter of fact, they chose to move to Percival for that reason. Oh, wow. And then her husband had something happen where they had to go. But right. um, so it has been tried. I mean, I know that she has tried to do that. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So there might be some work already done is what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know that to be true, but I've written to Kathleen and I'll see what she says. I don't know how yeah, big of a I don't know how big of a task this is. It looked huge. Yeah, she she's yes. to share. I think um a couple things. I think the village of Coverage with Red Fairfax is doing is not the only option. And my understanding from just researching this over the last few months that um the Shepherd Center is actually a really um, might even be superior way of going about this. Um, I did reach out, I shared that with you, but I hadn't heard back. Um, if you all know Steve Gurney, he's with Pro Aging, and he has volunteered at some point, um, maybe this fall. He's very connected, I and mean, he is like the, I don't even know how to describe him, but um, he has volunteered <laughs> to come and present and talk about what's out there with this kind of um, with aging in place and neighbors helping neighbors. And so um, I think that's something to consider yeah. later. But so I I think it's great that we're going to have this meeting and get some information. But I know it's a huge undertaking and really also wanted to mention that um, it may be one that you would want to wait on until we have a director as well. Yeah, this is just literally this is baby steps. Yeah. Know? And I didn't even know where to start. So and that, that and might be a, another perfect. That's a question I have. What would AAA's role be in, in that kind of project? I mean, I saw like Herndon said all they did was provide transportation. Where well, I could see that marrying, you know, I could see that marriage. But if, if you go down that list, it actually says uh, the the involvement by AAA. Yeah. Some start the program. Some come on later. Some aren't even involved. So if you kind of go down that, here's a, just a, a table of all of them. So I think it depends on how you want 
Motion to, <laughs> okay. to adjourn. Okay, Kim. Okay, thank you. <laughs>